The Guardian. The End of the Affair by Graham Greene A story has no beginning or end. Yet, as a professional writer, I choose that wet January night in 1946 when I met Henry Miles on the common. If I had then believed in a god, I could have believed in a hand compelling me to speak to him, for I hated Henry, and I hated his wife Sarah too. So this is a journal of hate, not love. Bendrix, he said. I am a man almost universally known by his surname, rather than my first name, Morris. How's Sarah? I asked, for it would have appeared strange if I hadn't. I'd never had that much to say to Henry, and doubt if I should have ever troubled to know him or Sarah, had I not been writing a book set in 1939 with a senior civil servant as a main character. I'm worried, he said. I'm beginning to think she might be seeing somebody. I wondered if he might suspect that Sarah and I had had an affair for five years, yet I decided to play along. It would do him no harm to find out what kind of slut Sarah was, and besides, I was tortured by the thought that some other man was enjoying her pleasures. It's always a possibility, I said. I shall engage a private detective to find out. I dreamt of Sarah often in the following days, of how we had both enjoyed the quality of my writing, how we had stolen hours together, how I'd realised that our love was bound to end and had found fault with her, how she had left me quite suddenly after my house was hit by a V1 bomb, how I was jealous of her, jealous of her lovers, jealous of boring Henry who got to keep her. "'Good day to you, kind sir,' said Parkis, the private detective. "'Why are you talking to me like that?' I asked. "'Because I have no ear for the dialogue of the lower orders. "'I am, sir, your humble servant, and me and my boy Lance have done your bidding. "'We have espied the subject in a church.' Is she, perhaps, a Roman? Don't be absurd. And we have also followed her to the house of a man named Smythe. How I sneered at God and at the commonness of Smythe's final vow. And how I longed for Sarah, yet hated her too. I called her for the first time in two years, and we agreed to meet in rules. Are you writing another novel? she asked. If she had still loved me, she would never have asked such an insensitive question. You've got a nasty cough. Goodbye. I observed the blemish that disfigured Smythe's face and felt instantly reassured that Sarah could never have had an affair with so hideous a man. I am a rationalist, he said, and Sarah was consulting me on matters of faith. I was seeking to assure her there is no God. Of course there isn't, you stupid man. My hatred for Sarah still burned as Parkis bowed low before me. I have found the subject's diary, my lord, he said. 1944. How I long for Morris to know how much I love him. Yet I am not at peace. 
Perhaps God can help. When I see Morris lying still in the rubble, I vow to you that I will renounce him if he should live. He moves. I must dedicate myself to you. You, not him. It's no good. I have tried having affairs with other men to forget Morris, but I can't. It must be you alone. 1946. The pain of my stigmata burns deep as I maintain my absurdly childish deal with you. And yet I still yearn for Morris. I am a phony and a fake. I want to be happy, but I am unhappy. Could you really mind if I were to leave Henry for Morris after all? Would I still receive the purity of your grace? My heart soared. We could be together at last. My hatred was finally assuaged. Sarah's dead, said Henry. Her cough went to her chest. Now, I know this might seem odd, but I've been a doormat all my life, and now I've discovered you are having an affair with Sarah. I would like you to invite you to share my house. I'd be happy to, I replied, and I'll arrange the cremation. She should be buried with full Vatican honours, said Father Crompton. She was converting to Catholicism. I was late for the cremation. I had been talking to some tiresome critic about my work and had allowed this ingenue to fall for my charms. I prayed to a non-existent god to save her and me from a listless, loveless affair. Lend me a pound and take me to dinner, said Sarah's mother. Could this be a sign there was a god? Was the totally expected appearance of Sarah's mother at her funeral his intervention? I placed a lock of Sarah's hair against my cheek and my disfigurement has gone, Smythe exclaimed. Truly, she is a saint. I must become a Catholic. God bless you, your worship, said Parkis. Sarah's book has cured Lance of appendicitis. He is risen from the dead. Bugger this, I thought. Everyone else was becoming a Catholic. Maybe even I, a brilliant writer should be a Catholic. I must yield to your eternal love. Let hate give way to doubt. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.